you know, sometimes it can be hard to be confident and enjoy our ABDL side to the fullest. Whether it's accepting your kinky self or learning to let go into your diapers, there is a solution for you. Try a little hypnosis. Hypnotherapy can help you achieve your goals, and my friends at A Little Hypnosis want to help. Just for New Zealand listeners, they are offering $10 off your next session. So whether you're a big, middle, or small, A Little Hypnosis can help you all. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, on the first day of kink, Miss My Findom gave to me a fuck machine for you and me. This week in Newsy's Nook, we are getting into the holiday spirit with Pack Canis, my favorite stoner pack in Seattle, Washington. I thought it would be fun to invite them into the Nook to talk about their pack and the different roles each of them have. Canis Unit 365 couldn't join us in the Nook, so I sent his owner, Psycho Bandit, some questions for him to answer. Hey everyone, it's Master Bandit, the Psycho Himbo. With me I have my slave, Canis Unit 365. Hello. Uh... Newsy shot us over some questions. We were going to do uh, an uh, interview with Newsy, but unfortunately, due to scheduling reasons, we're going to do it this way. Uh, so I have a list of questions I think the audience wants to know uh, from my slave, and I'll kind of chime in and uh, answer as well. Um, we are representing Pat Canis. Uh, before we answer these questions, I do want to make it very clear that uh, my slave is a 24-7 slave. Um, everything that we do is consensual. We uh, both have boundaries that are pre-established, um, even though some of our kinks do kind of tether on the more extreme end. Um, there is clear communication between both of us, and we do take safety as uh, first priority in everything that we do. I always just kind of like to give that disclaimer, especially for the level of kink uh, that him and I operate on um, and some of the edge play that we do. Um, so with that being said, <clears throat> we'll uh, go over a few questions. And as always, we're both massive stoners, so we're going to be uh, we're going to be smoking a little herb, doing a little medicating as well. Uh, so the first question that Newsy had for us is, how did you find yourself to be Bandit Slave? So, it really started when I his profile just popped up on Twitter last summer, uh, two summers ago, and I sort of I just I messaged him immediately seeing that he was from Seattle and started pretty big and strong uh saying hi god and then and went from there so I sort of just threw myself out there and hoped for the best yeah the very first uh the very first message that I got from him was him calling me god uh which was kind of a first for me I made it pretty clear that uh, that wasn't that wasn't going to be my title. Um, yeah, he shot me a selfie. Super attractive, hot guy. I thought it was a fake profile, so I put him through the ringer to prove that himself, prove that he was real. Uh, and he said that he was living, uh, going to school just outside of Seattle, um, and wanted to meet up and kind of see where things went. 
Um, and actually, at that time, I had not accepted the title of master um, in my kink journey. Um, I was still just more, you know, I hold a lot of titles, but at that time, I was just going by Alpha and Sir. Um, I'd not felt comfortable uh, accepting that title as master. And maybe that's a communicate or a uh, conversation for another day on this podcast. We can get into the details of that. Um, but the next question is, how did you know that the role of slave was the one that you wanted for yourself? It's sort of just been something I've always wanted or desired. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser at heart, and that's just the way that I live. And being able to, it just, it translates really easily into kink. And that's, being a slave is the best way to, to people please, especially if you're doing it 24-7. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think you need to go for uh, go for what you want as long as it uh, it makes you happy and it's uh, safe, sane, and consensual, and it's not interfering, you know, with with your help, your health, or your finances or anything in a negative way. Um, next question. <clears throat> oh, this one should be juicy. The hottest experience you've had with bandits so far. Give all the details. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here and give two. Um, one of the hottest like scenes that we've ever done is um, we were something I've always really wanted to do was get waterboarded by him, and so that was a pretty big present for me. Uh, I believe it was our it was my one year anniversary, and that was my my big present. Um, we basically I just we threw me into the bathroom and locked the door, pushed me into the bathtub and got some towels ready and dumped water on me for a while. And that was pretty hot. I think I threw you on the bathroom floor and fucked you too, right? Yes, Master, you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, for our one-year anniversary. Uh, he really wanted to be waterboarded. Again, this is something that I have training in, something that we did on a safe manner. Um, but yeah, it was super intense, super hot. Um, with saying that, I think a lot of people don't know, but we we are in an intimate relationship as well. I consider him my boyfriend. He is my boyfriend. Um, so that is how we celebrated our one-year anniversary as, as dating as an intimate couple. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, kind of how full-time kinksters live their life, you know, and, and celebrate kink through every aspect of their life. And that is what we try to, to strive to do and strive to be. Uh, and then he, I think he said he's going to cheat. He had two answers for you, so I'll let him go over that other one. I see he's got something in his hand here he wants to talk about. Um, so I have this lighter that it's just a black lighter, but it's got currently one, two, three, four, five gold bands on it. And uh, I have, I get one gold band for every burn I get from the lighter. So I've earned them. They're on my arm, and they're on my, they're on the t the upper my upper arm, and I've got some uh, burns on my back as well. And so those are just fun things that I've been able to earn throughout our time together. Yeah. So we're both very much into we're both very much into pain play. Um, he's very much a masochist. I'm a sadomasochist. Um, we're both very much into scarification. Um, Stuff like that, uh, really, really hot to us. Um, we can't post a ton of that, you know, online, especially on Twitter, just because of the the content warning and stuff. But again, we do it all in a safe manner. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's super hot. We have a collection of scars and burns on him that I've given him. Um, and none of them come from a place of punishment or negativity. Um, all of them come from something that he's earned in a positive light. It's something that we both enjoy. So every one of them he's actually earned. It's a, a badge of honor for him to wear that. Um, let's see. What is the next question we have here? Any advice for doms that are looking for a slave or doms that have a slave and are unsure of themselves? I would say this for any dynamic, I think. Um, but it's clear communication from the beginning is key uh, to the success of any relationship. And I think being able to establish those boundaries and and limits early is really good too to just understand what like what everyone knows they're getting into and i would at the end of the day also just remember that everyone and on both sides that just everyone is a human and so you're allowed to mess up they're allowed to mess up things happen and just being able to like build from that that's just what's important yeah super good answer um i think my advice um for, for doms that are aspiring to to have a slave. Um, the most important thing is to see what level you both are willing to operate on and what you're both looking to get out of it. Um, you know, make sure you speak with, with the person that may want to be your slave and decide how much and how deep they want to go with it. Um, my slave is a 24-7 slave. Um, we take the role very, very, very seriously. Um, within reason, I can do whatever I want to him and, and say whatever I want to him and make him do whatever I want. Um, obviously, without the violation of the very few boundaries that he set for me, and those are all healthy. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this question is if you are a master or a dom that has a slave, or even not even a slave, but a sub, remember that that's a headspace that can sometimes be lost and that your your sub or your slave is still a human and that they're going to turn to you and they're going to need a gentle hand just as much as they're going to need that rough, harsh dom and that rough, harsh master. Um, you know, I think a lot of people hear slave and they just think, you know, whips and chains and cold, hard, you know, punishment, which that's as hot as it is. But, you know, everything that's broken needs to be fixed. And as a master or a dom, if you're looking to take on that role, you know, you need to realize that there's there's two sides of that, you know, and, and the big responsibility that comes with that because having big feelings and falling in love is, is probably inevitable. Um, and if someone considers themselves your slave, Man, that's like a really, really big thing. That's a super intimate connection. Um, you know, so just just know that when you get into it. And it's it's super rewarding. Um, but just don't go into it too fast. Really know what you want and really really realize what you're you're looking uh to get out of it and what you're able to do. Um and then last question. Any advice for any boys that aspire to be a slave? sort of just bouncing off of what you said, I would just recommend the communication and knowing what you're getting into and what you're ready to get into. If it's, I mean, once again, 
people pleasers, I feel like, would have an easier time at this, just headspace-wise, because it's sort of how you function normally. But just knowing, but knowing your limits and knowing your boundaries that you want to build a set for yourself that are healthy beforehand and making sure that those are clear because you want to make sure that you protect yourself uh, with that because what people don't know, like they can't like stop themselves from doing. So that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Any boys that want to be a slave, um, you know, approach, approach willing and able, uh, do your research on the person you want to give your submission to. That is very, very, very important. Uh, don't don't be blinded by the honeymoon phase. Always be on guard, even as a sub. You still need to be on guard and protect yourself as well. Um, you know, don't just jump on the first dom or master you see because it may not be a right fit. You know, and that can lead to a bad experience. Um, and if and when you do find that dom, you better approach willing and able. I certainly did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, so now I'm joined with the rest of Pack Canis. Uh, can you all introduce yourselves one at a time? Hello, I'm Bandit. Hey, I'm Finny. Hi, I'm Maxie. We got the whole Pack Canis here. One, I love all of you guys. Your content is insanely hot. And two, I love just little pictures and bonds and family outings you guys went to. You guys recently went to the uh, the ABU open warehouses, didn't you? Yeah, we went last night. It was super fun. Yeah. Is that kind of yeah. cool that you like get to go to these events? Not as like just like I'm a single kingster just going to this, but like it almost kind of feels like feels like a family outing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very much how it's it very good. Yeah, we call it we call it pack dates. Um, that's what we call it, like a pack date night. Yeah. Um, and it it was a lot of fun, and we're really uh we're really happy that ABU did it for us, you know, and did it for the community. It was it was completely free. It was an open invite. They had like free pizza, free drinks and everything. They had a DJ there. So it was, it was super awesome that that company did that. Uh, we're, we're big supporters of them. Um, we love doing events like that. And we try to go to every, you know, kink event that we can. Uh, thankfully, my schedule just opened up more, so I'll be able to go to more in-person um, events. But yeah, to us, it is like a, a little family outing. Did we all buy anything? Did you guys get your grab of hands on anything? No. No, nah, we came pretty prepared. Yeah. No, yeah. That's cool. No, that's great. And I, I love that it, it kind of feels like a family outing. Uh Bandit, for those that don't know, let's say you're they're just meeting you for the first time. What is Pat Canis? Why did you start it and who and who's in it? Oh man. So Pat Canis is our poly family um pack. <clears throat> we I, I guess a lot of people don't uh, don't know or they're they're kind of curious about it but we uh we are all in a romantic relationship with each other we're we're a poly couple we're a poly family um in our pack is me um i am the the alpha of the pack and i'm the founder of the pack um and then my beta is bubba uh or finney that's what we call finney that's what what everybody in our pack calls finney is bubba mm. um and then maxi is the omega and he is the they are the pack cook and then we have the slave at the very bottom <laughs> and then we also have a pack mate that not many people know about at all <clears throat> we have a pack mate that lives on the east coast um he goes by coach 
Um, and he is he is non uh, non sexual, non romantic pack member. He has been my personal best friend for going on. Oh, goodness. Since since high school, I won't give away my exact age, but more than 15 years. <laughs> um, and it, he's been a kinkster, uh, you know, since I, since I met him many, many, many years ago. Um, we've never been intimate or sexual with each other, but he is he's my ride or die best friend. I, I couldn't imagine having a pack that is so special to me without him him being involved in it. Um, and I've definitely been like his mentor at the beginning of his kink career. Um, and I, I'm sure that he's going to listen to this podcast. Sometimes I feel like uh, it's the illusion that he's left out, but he's just not as active online uh, due to his career. He doesn't show his face super often, but he's a huge part of our life. Um, how the pack started, uh, kind of, kind of funny. When I when I first got into pup play, um, I had a friend group in Atlanta. Uh, some puppies that I first met when I very first went to Atlanta and started playing with the kink world. Um, and they were a pack, uh, you know, and they were full-time kinksters just like me. And I remember the very first time uh, someone that was kind of introduced to me to pup play and everything took me to Atlanta. And he said, oh, I know these people and they're in a pack. We should go, you know, stop by their house and you can meet them. And I kid you not, as soon as I walked through the front door, it was exactly what I knew that I wanted. Just immediately, like I walked through the front door, we we met the one person. Um, I, I won't say their names, but we met the one person uh, for lunch. And then we went back to his house to meet the rest of his pack. And we walked in the front door and they all barked at each other. And that's kind of how they greeted each other. Um, and they're very similar to how we are. They're kind of like musky, grungy puppies. And I had never seen anything like that before. That was back like in the beginning of the Tumblr days when there was like, you know, the Tumblr was, was still around and all. And that was the extent kind of, of my, uh, my kink life. Cause I lived in more of a rural Southern state. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I went to their house and saw, you know, how they operated and that, that they were a pack. And I was like, man, this is, you know, this is something that I really, really want. Um, and it just, it took me time to find the right ones to build it with, but it is, it is the one thing in life that I'm probably the absolute most proud of. Well, it's a beautiful, very sexy pack. Um, Thank you. We, we've already heard from Slave. So let's hear from Maxie, the, the pack cuck. Maxie, if someone didn't know what a cuck was, what is a cuck? Or what is a cuck to you? Well, a cuck to me is like, being very, like, subby, um, not dumb at all. For me, I like being whacked. Like, it's something that is very fun to me and like cuck porn like I, what kind of cuck porn like if if, if someone didn't know what just kind like, of cuck? like locked like padded okay like porn yeah maxi maxi likes being left out <laughs> yeah i'll say it i'll say it for i'll yeah. say it for the shy cuck maxi <laughs> likes being let left out maxi likes being forced to watch uh, Maxi likes having to smell my feet or smell Bubba's feet uh, while we're fucking. Um, Maxi really enjoys having to rim someone before sex and then being left out, or even better, having to be the cleanup crew and rim one of us after sex. Uh, Maxie really likes to be made to lick the come up off of the bed after the big boys have had sex. Aw, good cuck puppy. 
Yeah. Maxie will be a little shy, but daddy, <laughs> daddy will answer for Maxie. I don't mind being good at her. Maxie, are you blushing? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> big, big time. Maxie's bright red now. Aww. So, Max, Maxie, do you make any decisions? Do you make any decisions at all? Well, yes. Um, like, being, like, any part of the pack doesn't mean, like, you're forced to do something that you don't want to do. That, that's in any, like, relationship. That mm. if you don't like it and someone tries to force you to do it, that means, like, they're really not, like, respecting your boundaries, right. which we respect each other's boundaries very, very much. We have pre-established consensual non-consensual boundaries so i guess to better answer your question is no but we have such a close relationship and we know each other so well that i know their boundaries and i know maxi's boundaries and i know maxi's body language <clears throat> and i'll more so present the idea of what is about to happen mm. more than demanding what is about to happen and just just watch their body language and see if it's something that they're comfortable with. Um, and I, I think that is the way. And I would say 99.99% of the time I have it pretty narrowed in on on what, you know, what we're going to do and what they're comfortable with and what they like. That must be a wild power dynamic where you know that when you walk in through the door, what each one wants or what the other one is craving or what you want to do with the other one. And you already know all the playing rules. All the playing rules have been established. You just get to play. It is, but I will say, you know, I don't want to give off the illusion that we have it down perfect. We we operate on crystal clear communication, and I will say to, to have a dynamic like this, um, because every one of us is is switchy in some way. Mm. Even Maxi, who is, a, and even Slave, they're both fireballs, and they're mm -hmm. not ones that will allow anyone to push them over. Um, so yeah, it is an amazing dynamic. It is somewhat of a powerful feeling, but we're in constant communication with each other. We have a group chat on Telegram that, you know, the entire pack is in and we talk nonstop in the chat because we are a big family and we do 99.9% .9 of the things together. Um, so we're constantly talking to each other. Hey, how do you feel about this? I feel like this is hot. Check out this video. I think this is hot. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Um, and that way we're kind of all on the same page and there are no, you know, hurt feelings or anything like that. That's awesome. So we've already heard from Slave. So I was just kind of curious, Bandit, how do you, what's, how do you differentiate between like what a slave is and what a cuck is? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think there are different types of slaves and you'll kind of hear me talk about that, you know, with, with our slave and the, the pre-recording, um, because you can have slaves that are non-romantic and romantic, and it's the same thing as cucking. Um, I think cucking can be a little bit more mentally demanding and mentally duressing. And it, you, you have to be very careful with it because there definitely can be room for people to get their feelings hurt and to feel some pretty big emotions. Um, a slave is very much, yes, master. Obviously, the consent and the conversation needs to come before you reach that point. But as a master and the owner of a slave, the only time I want any lip for my slave is if I undo my zipper. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they say yes, master, and they do whatever I say. <clears throat> Whereas Maxie, with being a cuck, when I cuck Maxie, it's not just for me. 
half of what I'm putting into it is also for Maxi. And it happens on an intimate level as well. You know, cucking to us isn't just cold, hard, stand in the corner, we fuck, you have nothing to do with it, we're done, you're you're a piece of shit, you don't get any of this. Like, no, I know that it turns Maxi on. I know that Maxi wants to see and hear and know that we're doing certain things, and I make sure that we do that so Maxi gets something out of it as well. Whereas a slave, I don't care. Obviously, I care about their well-being, right. but I don't... Again, I, I take their feelings into consideration, but a slave is a tool for me. Whereas my cuck, I want to make sure that they get stuff out of it as well. Does that make sense? Makes 100% sense to me. Maxie, what's your favorite cucking scene so far? Or the latest one, whichever one comes to mind first. A lot of times, Daddy just tells me to like, watch like sissy cuck porn. Um so I just like go on Twitter and I find like the like my liked posts that I have of like sissy cuck stuff. That's like the majority um of like the cucking is like, oh I just try to find cute sissy cuck porn. Maxie has to watch sissy cuck porn while the big boys fuck in the other room. Aww. They're not allowed to they're not allowed to look at anything else. They have to stay locked in their cage. And they have to li- they have to watch sissy cunk porn, and they have to listen to the big boys have actual sex. That's amazing, Maxie. One sometimes, last question. Sometimes, if they're if they're really good, they get to come behind us and lick up the mattress and clean up for us. But that's only if they really earn it. Maxie, I hope you earn it. All right, Maxie. One more question for you before I get to Finny. Maxie, you just celebrated one year of being twenty four seven. Yeah. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone if they wanted to go 24-7? This is a great question because everyone wants to know. For me, I wanted to try it. And it's something that I've like really wanted to do for a long time. It does cost a lot of money. Um, but if you want to try it, I would recommend it. I, I never turned back. I threw all my underwear down the garbage show. You did? Yeah. Oh no! So now it's really is diapers forever. <laughs> yeah, Maxie has no Maxie has no option, and uh, Bubba and I are, are discussing that. Actually, tomorrow, Bubba is taking one final test to see if he can keep his big boy undies. Bubba hasn't worn big boy undies in a long time, and I think tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna let him try it and see if he can wear big boy undies all day. And if he doesn't have any accidents, then he never has to wear a diaper again. Finny, do you think you're you're gonna be able to handle it? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a weak bladder? Is been, that what it is? Yeah, I mean, I've been wearing diapers, like not completely twenty four seven, but very, very close to that. So I do kind of have a little boy bladder right now. So maybe, maybe I will have an accident. Oh <gasps> no! I was ro- I was rooting for you. No, <laughs> but we'll see. Finny, how did you find your way into this pack? What's what's your origin story? How did you find this pack? So I actually had no idea what I was getting into. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, so when Bandit moved to Seattle, we mm. had a mutual friend online that uh, connected us, and we just met up after 
like a local ABDL meetup in Seattle. <laughs> um, so I went over to his place. We just started talking and he asked if I would be interested in uh, potentially joining the pack or doing even pup- puppy stuff. I'd never done puppy stuff before. Mm. So I was really just diving in. Um, and then it just grew from that supernaturally. Um, he helped me find my puppy headspace, started introducing me to that whole kink. And I really connected with it. It It is pretty similar to ABDL headspace-wise for me. Was that pretty cool how you were able to like... You basically, right? Like, don't we all have this like dream of like having like this this like person come teach us a kink in such an intimate level. I feel like you've got, you've yeah. gotten to it to discover pup play in such a like very warm and loving kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes so hand in hand with him being my daddy also. Oh, so for someone that wouldn't, that doesn't know the difference between like, let's say a pack in a friend group, are, are there huge differences between a pack and a friend group? Yeah, well, I mean, especially for our pack, it is like a serious commitment relationship. Um, I know there are packs that don't take it as seriously, um, and that's completely valid too. But it's what goals you have for each other. Like, do you want to grow together and make your pack something special? Um, but it can, it, I think it can be similar to a friend group if you want it to be but our pack is definitely more like we want to grow with each other we want to commit ourselves to this pack and like grow together so of course this pack has a slave it has a cuck it has a himbo uh dom how do you fit in what what is your role in the pack um mainly i'm my daddy's little boy um i'm maxi's big bro also is that is that so that interests me a whole lot is that cool that you get to be a big bro and almost a little bro at the same time and like well when i say big bro i'm not like really that big i'm just (laughs) bigger than maxi you still wet your diapers we get it okay oh yeah and then i'm also like i'm slave's boyfriend also so like we have a romantic relationship together too that's amazing. And then, of course, Bandit, we have you as the Dom. I may be the Dom, but let me make it very clear. Make it very my clear. Bo- what is it? <laughs> my boys are in control. Everybody thinks that I run shit, but my boys have me wrapped around their finger. <laughs> they make all the decisions. I just approve it and make sure it happens. I'm just the penis. No, I'm joking. You're more than that. <laughs> I've seen you, Finny. You, I've seen you topping in some of those videos. I know, I know what you're working with. <laughs> yeah. It is quite amazing. Yeah, that's a that's a really fun dynamic, and the content's great. I, so I have so we were talking about this earlier, and I guess I'll bring it up now. This is the most opportune place to put it. Is we were talking about how like how people make content, and your content, you you're saying it's all very like it's more than just authentic. It's just like we're in the mood. This is this is what happens. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, a lot of shooting we just do on the fly. Yeah, like we the- don't. Make there's not a calendar plans. that's like on monday we're shooting this scene no, on tuesday no. we're shooting and, this and scene. when we when we edit 
when we edit videos, we chop off the front and the last half of the video, and that's literally just us walking into the frame. <laughs> all of our all of our content is how we live our daily life. It's we don't have a closet of kink stuff that we shut the door on when we're not on video. Like we we are kinksters twenty four seven, and if we're feeling horny or naughty, we'll just set up the camera and just kind of go with the flow and and see what happens. Um, yeah, all of our content's really, really authentic. It's not overly edited by any way. And that's kind of what we want because I, I like to be, or we like to be kind of spearheads and pioneers of people that are aspiring to either be 24-7 kinksters or involve kink in a positive way in their life as much as possible. I love it. Vinny, when am I going to get a gooning video from you? No, ooh, ooh. I, I could do that soon, actually. <gasps> really? I don't know. I feel like you'd be really good at it. Not saying that Maxie wouldn't be good at it. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I do doing a lot myself, actually, but it's not something that I've filmed before. No. Oh, yeah. God. Well, there's. If you're wondering if anyone's interested, it's me over here. <laughs> good to know. Raise his hand. Hi. <laughs> I'm in the horny jail asking for it. <laughs> uh, Bandit, here's a topic that. Uh, let's jump over to this. Here's a topic that I know it's taken some time for us to talk about, and you've said that you, we're now ready to talk about it. Thin doming. Yeah. How did you get started in that? And for, well, let's go because I feel like the answers are going to be good. How did you get started in it? Um, I guess two different ways. <clears throat> um, one, I want to start this conversation with saying that I am a huge, huge supporter of sex workers across the board. On all level, I think it is your body and your choice to do whatever you want with it. And that's kind of how I originally started with with sex work and content creation. Um, back in the day when I was a hot 18-year-old twink, um, I used to do some non, non-sex, non-intercourse uh, escorting. So I would be like a boyfriend date night for pay, like a cool hood ornament if you wanted to show a boy off, stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it, like back in the day. And then I got out of it. I didn't do that super, super long. Um, and then I actually didn't start doing Findom until I moved to Seattle about three years ago. <laughs> and I had a friend online that I was actually a friend with for a while that kind of introduced the idea to me. He sent me a link to it and he was like, this would be super hot to do with you. And I was like, huh, I'll, I'll look into it. And I kind of started reading about it and everything. And he called me one night. We were both super horny. And he said, hey, can I have your cash app? And I was like, sure. And he sent me a little bit of money. And we started talking. And I was absolutely hooked. Um, so kind of funny, but a, a Finn sub taught me how to be a Finn Dom. And we actually, we talk every day. We're on Snapchat every day. He actually is not a sub for me. Um, he hasn't been in, in many, you know, a long time. We have that understanding that he, he doesn't do Fendom with me. Um, but that's, that's how I got into it as a Finn sub taught me how to be a Fendom. That's, that's really cool. Like your yeah. friend got to teach you it, right? You said he was like a really good friend. Yeah. That's so cool. So interesting. So for, I'm guessing there's this like, 
pre-notion that, oh, you're just getting money out of it. it. Other than money, is there anything else you get out of it? And is there that misconception that the only reason you're doing it is to get money? I think that's a huge stigma that comes with Fendom. Um, <clears throat> I would say Fendom is at the very, very top of edge play when it comes to kink. It is one of the most risky kinks there are, in my opinion. Um, yes, there is a huge misconception, and unfortunately there are a bunch of, I don't even want to refer to them as Finn Doms, because I think to hold the title of Dom, you actually have to know what you're doing. Um, right now, especially within the last six months to a year, there's been a huge influx of hot boys with abs that are thanking their Fendoms and they're just taking money from people in exchange for pictures and someone calling them the F word. And, you know, I, I think I know that that word kind of triggers some people. I don't, I won't use it on here, but you know, that, that is the misconception. I do Fendom way different. It is an intimate experience with me. Um, it is a, it is a, a very intimate kink. Um, you know, there, there are two things in the world that are the ultimate power money and time and when you're having a fendom scene with me and you have my attention and i have your attention you're exchanging your money and your time with me and to me in the fendom world that is the ultimate submission because money and time make the world go round and you're showing the absolute ultimate submission to a superior person by exchanging money for their time and it needs to be an intimate connection there needs to be aftercare there needs to be preset boundaries and the dom very much needs to know what they're doing so it doesn't get out of hand and i have fin i have fin subs that have been serving me for a very 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 long time and on many levels we do have an intimate connection and they do look up to me and they do turn to me for advice and to for answers and when they're upset and having a hard time and I don't pound them away for money every time. You establish that relationship with someone. And it is a very, very different relationship with a sub than I have with anything else. It is it is very unique. Let's say someone uh, wants to engage in uh, them being the sub to a Findom. What are some green flags and what are some red flags? Um, I think the biggest green flag is if the Dom that you're looking at if their name is Bandit, that's probably the biggest green flag. Um, if their name is Psycho Bandit Pup, that's probably the one for you if you're looking to get into Fendom. <laughs> my my biggest piece of advice is 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 do your research. I don't know. It's 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 tricky. I think the red flags for me. I'll just say the things that I don't like to see, and to, I think those will be the good red flags. Sure. The things that I hate to see a Fendom do is say that you must tribute before communication like oh ten dollar tribute or twenty dollar tribute before mm. you approach i don't i don't like that how do you establish any type of relationship or boundaries if you're demanding money right out of the gate you know sure fendom is a lot about money but the deepest sexual penetration is of your brain and it is very very much getting inside someone's head and that is the part that turns me on the most um, so red flags would be someone like demanding money right out of the gate, someone that's not willing to really chat with you. Um, usually a Fendom that messages the sub first is a very big red flag. 
a true FinDom will almost never message a sub first. Almost none of my fin subs I have ever messaged first. They've all come to me and messaged me first. Um, there are a bunch of FinDom support pages, a bunch of big ones. Um, I'll actually retweet a couple of them if anyone wants to go. I don't know the names of them off the top of my head, but if anyone scrolls through my Twitter, you can look at some of the support pages. And there are actually several pages that are really good, and they'll they'll call out bad FinDoms that have given bad experiences that have scammed people or, you know, done some non-consensual things. Um, so the biggest thing is just do your research on it. Um, scroll through all of their content. If their pictures look fake, if their pictures don't match, uh, that's probably a really big red flag unless you're into being scammed, which is, which is a kink. Um, you know, that's definitely a kink that you can go down a rabbit hole with Fendom. There's so, so, so many avenues to it. Um, the two or the three that I play off of the most, the number one is the mind games. I, I pride myself in, in being a manipulator. I'm not scared to say that. I love manipulating people. Um, I love gaslighting people. I love getting reactions out of people. It, it's what I do. I consider myself a, a master of the mind. Um, and of course, I do everything on a consensual level. I like to always stress that because safety and consent is my number one priority in everything that I do. Um, but... With a FinDom, if you're interacting with one or if you're looking at their page and there are any red flags, you get an inkling of a bad feeling, then that's probably not the one for you. Do you when you're doing these FinDom things, do you do audio messaging? I feel like your voice is just so well-toned where if we were having like just a voice message back-to-back, -back, you could really get inside my mind. It really is. <laughs> yeah? Who, wait, yeah, which one I said do, that? Was that, Finney, of... was that Finney or Max? That was Finny. <laughs> so does Finny? Does he have a really good like? I'll I call it just like so verbal. Much. I'll just verbal it's just, play. It's, yeah, it's a daddy voice for sure. Yeah, when he mess like is like voice messaging people, it's very, very hot. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I do a lot of voice memos. Um, yeah, that's a big thing that I do. I talk to people because I try to make it a personal experience. I did want to. It did. It did pop in my head. I want to loop back around to like the people getting into, into FinDom. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> if you've never done it before, a lot of times poppers come with FinDom. My advice is if you're just getting into it, please go into it sober because we're talking about your money and the way that you pay bills and the way you feed yourself and protect yourself. My advice is to do it sober first, just to see because if you go into it not sober, you may make decisions that aren't the best for you. And if you're new, you may be with a dom that is a little bit more unethical and will push you to do and make those decisions knowing that you're not sober and in the right state of mind. Again, I have a lot of experience. I am I'm very experienced when it comes to poppers and talking people through through poppers. Um, so that just goes with doing your research. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, do your research and make sure the dom that you're with, if you're gonna do poppers, knows how to do that. And if not, again, my recommendation if you're doing it for the first time is to just absolutely do it sober. That's a great piece of advice. I didn't even think I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. You should do it sober the first time. It's a lot. That's it could be a lot of money, right? Absolutely. So what happens if so, so that's so that's the subs advice. What about the person, the other person that might be listening? That's like, you know what? I I think I'm good at wordplay and manipulating. I could be a findom. What advice would you give that person? My first advice would be to ask for my cash app. 
because the best way I can teach you is to drain the fuck out of you until you cry. <laughs> I'll say uh, Fendom is much like magic. You will not find a Fendom that reveal, re, will reveal their secrets. Oh, okay. Be authentic. Uh, follow Fendoms that you like, that you see are successful. Learn from their style and make it your own. Uh, the Fendom community is a very, very tight-knit community. The good Fendoms know who the good Fendoms are. And there aren't a ton of good Fendoms in the gay community. Um, so if you are wanting to get into Fendom, I encourage you to. It can be very, very rewarding. Um, but it can be mentally duressing for the Fendom just as much as it can be for the sub. It takes a lot of energy out of me uh, to do Again, I'll just be flat out. I'm not going to say exactly how I do things. If you want to see how I do Fendom, please ask for my cash app and we'll chit chat. But if you're wanting to get into Fendom, follow my content, follow other people's Fendom content, make it your own, experiment with it and, and learn as you go and build your own style. Everybody has a different style and every Fin sub is looking for a particular style and a particular Dom to match with. And when you do find that match, you'll know it'll feel very seamless. And if you're a new Fendom, don't look at established Fendoms and get discouraged because you don't hit home runs right out of the park. It takes a very long time to get established. And when I mean a very long time, I mean weeks, months, you know, I'm kind of in a dry spell right now. You fast and you feast. So don't think that every day Fendoms are making hundreds and hundreds of dollars because that's just not the reality of it. Um, you know, it's it's definitely you go long periods of time without any 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 activity at all and any interaction. So if it's something you really want to do, keep at it because you have to learn as you go and eventually you'll catch a fish. Last question, and I'm going to open it up to the whole pack. Uh, I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first. Let's talk about how communicating online, right? Communicating online is mostly how most kinksters talk to each other. Um, Bandit, I know Slave messaged you saying... Uh, god and and you and we've already heard that you kind of was like whoa that let's not do that um you know maxi do people message you saying like hey cuck and what's your reaction to that finny do people message you saying like little bro big bro i mean i guess what i want to ask is in each of your roles how do you how do you want to be messaged to i'll go first um because i get I wear a lot of different hats and I'm very, very much switch. So I think, and I think all of us in our pack are kind of like that because we are very versed in the kinks that we like. Um, the biggest thing for me is to message me like a person. Message mm -hmm. me like you want to have just like a, a, a normal conversation. You know, if the very first message that you send me is, a blurry picture of your dick and you talk about how you want to face fuck me, I'm probably not going to reply to you at all, you know, because yes, we make porn and yes, we do content, but that is not who we are every second of the day. You know, we do not identify as pornography, you know, shoot me a message. Hey, I really like your content. How are you? I would love to chat with someone like that. But if you message me and you just send me the word daddy, or be my dom, or how do I get in your pack? More than likely, I'm not going to reply. Because, um, you know, you just have to be respectful. I'm a human being as well. And 
I can't be everyone's dom. And if you message me immediately demanding that, uh, it's, it's just not, I'm not, I'm just not going to reply. Finny, do you ever get that? Do you ever, because I feel like it's happening a lot. I mean, I know it's always kind of been there, but I feel like I'm hearing more and more stories of people being like, here's how not to start a conversation with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do get a lot of messages from people asking to be my daddy. And I'm like, I thought it would be pretty obvious that I'm in a committed relationship with my daddy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm not really looking for another one. Um, But yeah, I just, I guess my advice is don't go into a conversation trying to make there be a dynamic, like just, Mm. just talk to them as a person. Don't try to say like, Oh, Hey, little boy or Hey puppy. I mean, I mean, people do that all the time to puppies and like, They'll just be like, hey, puppy, which I guess is fine for some people. But to me, I wouldn't really want there to be a dynamic like established right from the get go without talking to someone first. I agree. Like, I'm not your puppy. I'm not your cuck. So why are you calling me that? Yeah, there's a reason that there are header information in people's Twitters. You know, there there's very much a reason, you know, take a moment to read that. If if someone has in their Twitter such and such is my daddy, then mm-hmm. probably don't message that person and be like, you should be my daddy or let me change your diaper, little boy. Like, no, that's just fucking weird and you didn't do your research and shows you don't actually have a lot of depth and you you don't actually want to know a ton about me or you don't actually want to have a meaningful conversation. You know, read the headers, look at the content, you know, read read the room. Twitter's a very, very powerful tool and it's it's there for a reason and it's a very good tool for, you know, and even, you know, what is it, Blue Sky now or or any any app, any any website, any page, you know, you're gonna message someone. But especially a content creator, you know, one that has a big account, you know, more likely than not, we wanna have a non-sexual conversation first than we do wanna have a sexual conversation. Yeah. Like one of one of my best better friends recently that we have in Seattle uh saw me in person and he saw a tattoo of a thc molecule on my arm and he just walked up and said hey you know what is that molecule and we started chit chatting and we're really really good friends last night we actually hung out with them last night at the the party um and then you know later come to find out he was like yeah i knew exactly who you were and who your pack was but i knew probably not the best way to make friends with you was to immediately come up to you and say hey i love watching you fuck finney you know <laughs> Like, okay, cool. Thanks. Now that I know you've seen me completely naked, that's pretty obvious. But like, how do we, how do we go with this conversation from here? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't think we communicate with one another. Like you're going to send us this message, but you're not going to think that we're going to talk mm-hmm. to the other people in like the pack. You're like, even though I'm a cuck, I'm still a human being. Jeez. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm like, if people send me like these weird messages, like, yeah, that's I'm, super important. Even though someone is a sub, like they're a person and they respect. deserve the same amount of respect as you would give me or any dom. Like you you need to treat my subs or anyone's subs for that matter with the same amount of respect that you would treat their dom or their daddy or their master. Like you need to approach them with the same level of respect. If not, you're not going to get anything in return. Yeah, someone the other day messaged me something and was like, hey, slot," and I'm like, not even opening it. I'm like, nice. This conversation can't go anywhere. Nice. 
Um, awesome. No, I thought that would be an important conversation to have only because I don't know, I just keep seeing more posts about it. And I figured since you guys make really hot content, you probably get messages that are less than appropriate. Now, I will say, if you subscribe to our Just for Fans, you can send us any message you want on there. And yeah. we, will, we will reply always. Hot videos. Well, yeah, we do. There's some hot videos for. There you go. All right. So I thought it would be fun since it's Christmas time and we're doing this whole theme of all I want for Christmas is a slave, a cuck, a little boy, and a fin dom. I thought it would be fun if we played this game of um, what do you guys want for Christmas? Let's pretend Kinky Santa is listening. Um, Finny, what would what would if you were sitting on Kinky Santa's lap, what would you ask Kinky Santa for Christmas or any holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate? Uh, like, I do actually really want some latex. That's one yeah. of the like that's one kink that I've been wanting to like get into for a while, but it just costs so much to get into. Yeah, but it's insanely hot. Yeah, I, I just haven't splurged on it yet. Maxi, what does what does the pack Pax Cuck want for for the holidays for Christmas? I want all the sissy clothes, the skirts, the shirts. I also want all the bad dragons. Um and yeah, bad dragons. Yeah, my boyfriend just got a, a new uh dildo from bag drag it's lit it's huge it's literally like the size of my arm it's insane and it just lives in our tub because we don't have anywhere else for it i like the big toys slave's not here so i can't add, do, is slave getting anything for the holidays yeah of course he slave is on well yeah, don't spoil it just, don't spoil it just in case he's listening okay we won't or if you even it. let him listen i don't know <laughs> um bandit i'll end with you uh what what do you what do you want from kinky santa this year oh man i wish kinky santa would bring me about 50 more fin subs um so if you're if you're feeling like you want to be my little gift please let me unwrap you um but uh i would really like a milking machine um we've had one in the past we had a lot of fun with it um i think it can make some really really hot con and they feel very very fucking good um so i think that's that's the newest toy that we uh we have our eyes on we have a bunch of toys and a bunch of kink stuff but we're in a temporary apartment right now that's really really small and it's very very hard for us to film in our apartment right now um so when we move in a couple of months we're gonna incorporate a lot more toys a lot more bondage and a lot more gear um, but definitely a milking machine. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get one within the next probably six months to a year. And then Finney can make that gooning porn that I've always wanted. That's what I want <laughs> yes. for Christmas. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, if you do it, I wouldn't be mad. All right. Well, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Pat Canis, for, uh, for coming to Newsies Nook and talking about your pack dynamic and, and your different roles. Yeah. Sure. Thank you for thank, having thank us on you. here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Pat Canis, for coming to Newsy's Nook and spreading some holiday cheer. I hope all of you listening have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. All right, kiddos, before we go, a special thank you to this episode's sponsors, A Little Hypnosis. 
A little hypnosis is upping their offer to New Zenith listeners, and now listeners can get an initial assessment for 60 bucks and a 35 for regular sessions thereafter. That is a total savings of $20. Check out A Little Hypnosis. Also, AB Universe. AB Universe is the sponsor of this podcast, and you can use promo code NEWSY10 for a discount on the ABU website. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. I am soaking all over the place. See ya. Bye.